Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. It is the end of the month special. And as ever, myself and Andrea Cleary. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Niall. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm Niall Byrne and uh, this is Andrea Cleary. And we are going to be talking about the music that we love this month. And that is the month of, well, the month just gone. So the month of May, essentially. Um, mm. Andrea, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Lovely. Lovely. Are um, you excited for your trip? Yeah, week? so uh, I'm I'm going to Primavera next week for weekend two of, of the Barcelona Festival. So really look forward to that. Also going to go to Forbidden Fruit a little bit, I think, this weekend. Um, so, Hello. Because it's just down the road. I mean, it's just down the road. It so is might just as well. down the road. Uh, some, some crossover in terms of acts, but we'll see what happens. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm going to be chill about it because it's literally, I'd say, a few hundred yards from the from the house, really. So uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the start, the official start of the summer. It's been a strange time. Um, well... I won't be able to make to Forbidden Fruit because I will be celebrating the Queen's Jubilee in London, um, as you well know. What? Uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm I'm at a I'm at my brother's wedding in London on the day of the Jubilee. So I thought the Jubilee was just like on all the time now. That's just what. It yeah. Is. So it's it, it's been you know ongoing. It seems the build up. <laughs> all the children have been dressing up in their favorite little queenie outfits and so on. Um, but the actual day where all the celebrations is happening is Sunday, which is the day of my brother's wedding. Um, and it's a half English, half Irish wedding. Like it's very much, it's very split yeah. down the middle. So um, yeah, be interested to see. I'm, I'm going to play like bunting bingo and see if there's any around. Um, and I'm sure there will be. Yeah. I don't yeah. know though. Any- like, Look out for the trifle, yeah. the queen's trifle. <laughs> oh God, I was reading about that. Apparently, it's some like 
lemon trifle or something. I absolutely, I cannot stand trifle. I think it's genuinely one of the most disgusting foods. It's a um, wet, it's a very wet cake. It's a strange Well, it's thing. like at, at the bottom, you've got like Swiss roll, yum, yum, yum. At the mm. top, you've got cream, yum, yum, yum. And then you've got jelly in it and like jam and I don't know. It's just, it's really odd. It's a really odd. I think really there's probably odd... a lovely trifle out there that is, would convince yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, for our English yet. listeners, you know, we love you. I have family in England. No shade, but you're not the best at desserts. Like, I will, I, I'll just say that. <laughs> they have a whole like, show dedicated to that. I don't that. know what Excuse that is. Excuse me. Yeah, but they, they do like desserts from around the world. And it's mostly like French patisserie on the Bake Off, let's be honest. I don't think they've had like a British week and if they had okay oh, Cornish they, have, pasties, they always have I, the weird I will give them I will give them savoury pastries um, mm. because they 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 nailed that like the Cornish pasties and all that I'm like okay they always have those weird done really medieval well there, cakes but. on it as well you know the weird medieval cakes yeah and he's like, like recreate these I was like this sounds absolutely disgusting yeah <laughs> no yeah well my my future sister-in-law um, who's wedding it is um is also indian so we're gonna have like a a table of like indian treats um which are she tells me like quite sugary um just lovely sugary treats from india so i'm very excited for that so um yeah i don't know if we're actually any better with the old desserts now that i think about it i'm like (laughs) oh wonder will we have any iron (laughs) like what have we got nothing i mean what counts as an irish dessert there's an eclair, an eclair isn't an Irish dessert, like, you know. No, that's it's French. Just, it's just something. I know, exactly. That's what I mean. But that's like, yeah. that was the first thing I thought of. Or a pear William or something like that. Like, yeah, so, or like something a, a bit crap. Or, you, you know, when you when you take like the end of the block of ice cream and then you put it between two of those wafers. Or a cool yeah. pop. I feel like these are quintessential Irish childhood desserts. Um, but I don't know pudding. if originate here. Pudding, Por- yeah. Porter cake. You know, bread and butter pudding is that Irish bread, yeah the leftover stuff anything that's basically yeah. leftovers is probably Irish yeah yeah. You know? and whose fault yeah. is that anyway <laughs> and um... you can bring that up at the <laughs> wedding next week <laughs> again big shout out to all our English listeners um, and any other business Niall any other news with you oh, I look, went to the gym today oh you did you did you go to I the gym I did nice. I went to the gym for the first time since 2018 um, and it was Fair scary enough. And I didn't really know what to do. And it wasn't, I won't say the name of the gym, but it's it's an affordable gym um, in my locale. Um, and I think they're quite upfront about their affordability being reflected in like their facilities and how much time people are willing to kind of put up with you asking questions. So I did a class um, that had like dumbbells and kettlebells and things. And I didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I like, I like went over to the stack of dumbbells and was like, oh, well, I don't want to look like I'm new. <laughs> so, but I am. so I got like the, the medium sized one. And I was like, well, it'll be really embarrassing if I, if I just get like the little baby ones. Uh, but what was more embarrassing was about halfway through the class, I had to ask the instructor, could I get smaller weights, please? And he was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So, um, but gym music is really bad. Um, I don't oh, know yeah. if you know this. I don't know if anyone knows It's actually knows one of the this. reasons why I don't go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's genuinely um, upsetting. Like it's, yeah. I, I think it's, it's the main thing that puts people off going to the gym. Like, you know, real people who listen to music, our listeners. Um, 
it's yeah but i will say uh brimful of asha came on about halfway through the class um and it may have been some kind of remix it had to be if it was the original there's no way he was going to pick you up towards (sighs) yeah that's true that's true (laughs) but it was there and it 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 really it, it was like in my dark night of the soul moment where i was about to be like fuck this i'm going home i'm gonna go buy myself a cream cake <laughs> walk home um but i didn't because uh brimful of asha got me through so yeah nice but um yeah so i'm gonna be big and strong now gonna be yeah a big i agree girl. with you on the on the gym music but uh yeah i was so i started doing like cardio three times a week and and even mm-hmm. just at home because i have this injury and so i can't run at the moment so i'm just doing ah. cardio at home um and that's been ongoing for the last six months so it was really wrecking my head so i'm doing cardio instead but sometimes using those uh youtube videos like instructional things just to keep you like focused on something jesus mm. christ there's one that has uh joel curry i'd never i mean i've seen his name written around the place but i'd never actually um really consciously listened to him he does all that like upbeat dance pop and and he has like collaborations with like like piano house but piano pop house and then dave yeah. guetta collaborations and artists like ray singing on it it's just like it's just it's a very just very a, generic very a generic. genre that i just generally day-to-day life just do not engage in at all I mean I used to I mean long time listeners will remember when I first started uh, on the podcast I used to work in an office and I used to have like this ongoing battle with the Sonos in the office because people would like just put on whatever the top 40 was on Spotify and when I say it like was it was enough to genuinely ruin my day like top 40 music is really 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 bad like it's, it's I think you have to listen to way. it all the time yeah that's when it yeah. really starts to hurt yeah so you know? I'd I'd like sneak in and I try and do like stuff that everyone would like like ABBA or the Beatles or whatever but um someone would always like knock out my playlist and put in like what is basically gym music and I'm just I I can't I just can't do it and they'll be like yeah no it's a little pick me up and I'm like I can't hear myself think because all anyone is saying about is how much they want to go to the club um but speaking of home workouts I remember I I did um during lockdown as many people did I did like a Chloe thing um workout thing and in one of her videos I usually have like my own music on and silence her but I left her music on for whatever reason this day and like there was this song or there was like most of the songs I think they're like relatively like royalty free or else they're like found on SoundCloud or something but like all of the lyrics were like if you leave me I'm going to throw myself out a window I can't believe how down I feel I'm so 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 sad and I'm like Chloe like I'm trying to get an ab here actually <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to do something nice ab, for myself please like genuinely upsetting lyrics um so yeah at least it wasn't that but um but yeah so i'm a gym a gym girl now nice, so nice watch well, out world you mentioned brimfold of asha there that reminds me that uh years ago in the middle of the 90s whenever that song came out it was a 95 96 something like that um and the fat boy slim remix was on it i collected tokens from cereal and sent off to get a cd single uh, oh. A digipack CD single of Brimful of Asha by Corner Shop, so I can get that remix. What's, what's a digipack? <laughs> it's like the not the plastic one, but the like it's like paper on the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so nice. I remember having 
the Rice Krispie spoons and the Rice Krispie bowl. They were great. They were pride of place in the house. Um, but yeah, no, I do think that there should be more labels and uh, Kellogg's collabs. Yeah, we should, we, they should, they should be going. more of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody selling um, the corner shop rib full of Asha Digipack CD on eBay for 188 British pounds. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you should buy it. I probably still have it somewhere to be honest. I think could be buying. I think I, I might buy it. <laughs> but listen, that's the old music. Let's go on to the new music, will we? Will we? The new, the yeah. new good music. New yeah. good music. Yeah. So okay. as as you can tell by the title of this episode, we are talking about our best gym hits for cutting for Building gaining. Your <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the language. Yeah, I have to get the dictionary. Uh, no, this is our favorite music of May 2020. It's the first of June today as we record. Um, and I think May was it was a good month for music. I think there was two yeah. major albums. One we will talk about, which is Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Well, we have talked about um, it at length already. We have talked about it and we will again um, today, but briefly because we 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 covered it, I think, in our episode, which you can go and listen to now. Um, but the other one was Harry Styles, um, which we're not going to talk about today, even though I think it's a decent album, but just wasn't. Didn't I didn't quite veto make it to my Andrea favorites. or anything, just so you know. No, no, I have not been silent. Decision wholly um, of your own making. Wholly of my own making. Um, I would recommend the No Encore uh, review of it. Craig Fitzpatrick and Fanula Jones did a very good job of kind of summing up what was good about the album and also why it was a bit of a disappointment and why we're all still waiting for that big moment from Harry. Even though I think As It Was is a great song, um, but we're all a bit, we're a bit oversaturated by it uh, mm. at the moment. But um, but anyway, um, I'll jump into my first song, shall I? Yeah, let's uh, let's set the tone. Okay, set the tone. This is a song by a lady you might remember from the past, Beth Orton, and the song is called Weather Alive. It sounds like this. Do my little late night radio voice there. Lovely uh, stuff. I am available. Um, <laughs> Beth Orton, who you might remember. Niall, do you do you listen oh, to yeah, Beth Orton yeah. back well, in the day? I mean, yeah, like we were talking mid nineties again. Again, around the time, right, same time as Brim Falasha. Um, I mm. remember Beth Orton being the big um, kind of folky artist on MTV Two. That kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first album that she had out, Trailer Park. That's two thousand and nine. Actually, she cries her name. That big song. 
Um, yeah. Maybe it wasn't 2009. It must be before that, surely. Um, yeah. So if anyone doesn't know her, she's English singer-songwriter, kind of folktronica artist who started out in the early 90s, released music in the 2000s and the 2010s as well. Um, her last album was in 2016. That was an album called Kid Sticks. Um, and this is her first music since then. Uh, the track's called Weather Alive. It reminds me a little bit of the weather station. It's this kind of slow unfolding of a narrative over seven minutes and five seconds. Um, that is really nice to get lost in if you have a good pair of headphones. Um, I, I know I say this a lot about music, but this is a really nice one to really sit if you've got the time and get lost in it um, and just give yourself over to it. There's something very beautiful and strange about it. Really interesting textures in the instruments. Um, really nice instrumentation. Uh, the Smile drummer, Tom Skinner, um, is going to play on the album. I'm not sure if he's on this track because uh, we don't have the kind of the full information about the album. Um, but the album is coming September 23rd. Uh, it's also called Weather Alive. And from this, I think it will be a good one. I think it'll be a nice one. I'm definitely looking forward to it, looking out for it. Mm. And you're saying it was recorded in a home studio. Um, so that's nice. Her home studio um, in London. Um, so probably built during the lockdown, I would assume, um, as many artists are doing. Um, and I think making quite int introspective work through that I don't know if there's something in that but I think it's it'd be worth looking into the artists who like built a home studio during lockdown and the kind of work that they kind of made during that because I've definitely found myself reading a lot about um home studio recordings and how it's led to people kind of looking inwards and and that kind of thing um i don't think this is going to be a lockdown album but it's definitely a, a kind of an album made at home but um not that you could tell from from that at all um really textured really high production on it and she is producing the album herself as well I th and i think that's the first time that she's um that she's done that so that's exciting cool. for her go on beth i wonder how it works if uh, you have a home studio and, and you're in a folk power couple like Beth Orton is with Sam Abaddon <laughs> Weather. They're like, who gets the who gets the time? <laughs> and they toss the coin. How's it work? I think you it depends on weeks. urgency. Yeah, you have to it depends who has I'm the better song it. to work on. Um yeah. and who hasn't done decided, their chores. Decided by the children, perhaps. Uh, yeah. who, who who has a better song? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That seems like um, a great way to do it. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, okay. you have a song for us I do indeed uh, we are going to pick an Irish artist now um, his name is Cormac Begley and has an album out called B which is uh, entitled B in the second solo album let's play a bit of it first uh, this is from the opening track you'll, I think you'll all like this this is uh, Rolling in the Barrel O'Neill's March and Tralee Jail Thank you. 
Okay, that was Cormac Begley. Uh, the album's called B. That song is called Rolling in the Barrel, O'Neill's March and Trilly Jail. You might have noticed uh, horse lips on Derek Doom in there and somewhere. And uh, I love what Cormac Begley does with a concertina. He, the album B is really interesting because he says it's the first solo bass uh, concertina album in the world. Um, he's a phenomenal musician. You certainly, we talked about lockdown. Certainly, I saw a lot of, uh, of Cormac's work during lockdown when he was doing live performances with other voices and stuff like that as well and i heard maybe mm. remember him doing this and just blew me away watching him um he says b is second solo album stands for bass balia baglock uh begley blueprint and a list of insults in both the irish and english language um, <laughs> for this album i set out to explore the sound potentials of the bass and baritone current concertina range uh, it is the first uh, solo bass concertina album of any musical genre in the world. <laughs> um, so I think, and he says Congratulations, he's uh, talking Cormac. about the, trying to highlight the possibilities of the instrument. And that is where Cormac Begley is absolutely incredible at. He's just, he reads uh, this instrument, not with like a rhythm. I mean, he has loads of rhythm as well, but there's a soul and there's a possibilities of range there. He There's parts of this where he uses it as a percussive instrument where you can barely hear the bass at all. You can barely hear the instrument. It's just uh, pushing air and he's doing that rhythmically and then it brings it back up into, it's a very obviously low drony um, instrument and uh, really interesting to hear it uh, use its full range because it's often just heard in its higher register. And uh, I just think it's fantastic. Uh, so uh, this isn't on Spotify or anything like that. So you want to hear this? It's cornerbegley.bandcamp.com and you can buy it there. And it also comes in a very nice um, kind of design. Uh, I don't know what if it is. Like, it looks like it's actually designed like like a concertina itself. Uh, the artwork is actually like the hexagon of a, of a concertina. So uh, mm. the design was cut into wood and engraved into metal. So I'm not sure if that's a special kind of version you have to get or you can get if you buy it so that's pretty cool um, but that's Cormac Begley uh, the Kerry concertina artist I'm sure he's he's doing loads of uh, uh, festivals this summer as well so um, do check him out he's absolutely amazing okay that's cool. it from our first opening gambit so we're going to go and pick a we're going to pick a we pick an album each now as well. But before we do that, I just want to say, uh, just if you like what we do here and you want to support us and uh, join us also, more importantly, in the in a community, um, it's patreon.com forward slash 909 from Fiverr a month where you can get access to our Discord, which is uh, ultimately where a lot of uh, 909 uh, and uh, associates hang out and have lovely chats. There's a lot of people at Primavera this month and uh, we've already seen some you know, we have a nice correspondence about people going to Primavera and uh, things that are happening in the world of music. So if you've been missing out on a on a nice little community of music, if you missed out on maybe you, you loved forums back in the day or Twitter has got too toxic for you, this is a nice place to do in our, in our Discord. So you can come to that through the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash 909. Okay, um, that is the spiel over it. I also updated, uh, we're also um, running this podcast through Acast now. So if there's uh, obviously if you're hearing this there's no problems but um uh, you may have noticed a difference so that's the main if you're not there. hearing this do get in touch and if you're not hearing this do get in touch fix it Sp- just talk um, back to us in the microphone there and uh, yeah yeah, we'll yeah let us know if you- <laughs> we should be coming to you live right now so um we are we are in your ear holes we are in your ear <laughs> yeah cool okay um i'm gonna pick my first album of the month of the day um this is a great album. Uh, this song is called This Is a Photograph. It's by Kevin Morby and it sounds like this. The year that you were born 
the year that you are now. His wife behind the camera, his daughter and his baby boy, got a glimmer in his eye. See me say, this is what I miss after I die. And this is what I miss about being alive. My body, my girls, my boy, the sun. Now times the undefeated, the heavyweight champ. Laughing in his face as he danced like Sugar Ray. Used to be, come on, come on. But now, no mas, no mas. Used to be, come on, come on. But now, no mas, no mas. A photograph, a window to the past of your mother in a skirt in the cool Kentucky dirt, laughing in the garden. We are longtime fans of uh, Kevin Morby on this uh, podcast. I th- I think we reviewed Sundowner, didn't we? That was the first Is album of true? his I really got into. Yeah, yeah, Sundowner. Was, yeah, um, and he's back. Um, it's weird. You, you don't think Kevin Morby and the word banger in the same sentence usually but this is a photograph this song is such a banger like it it just has this like incredible momentum um and you know when you listen to the whole thing it really really I love songs that do that thing where it like builds and builds and builds and builds but still has this amazing payoff at the end if you like those big payoff moments um you'll like this song a lot um it is my favorite song on the album, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the songs aren't great. Um, if you don't know him, um, Kevin Morby is a Texas-born musician, uh, formerly of bands Woods and The Babies. Uh, this is his seventh album. And as a solo artist, he's kind of grown a bit of a cult following um, for, as you heard there, very kind of distinctive vocal style and a bit of an alternative slant on American folk music. Um, He's released really, really excellent albums. Um, and this album is produced by his long, long-time collaborator, Sam Cohen, uh, who is a prolific musician in his own right, uh, writer and producer. And he also produced uh, Kevin's album, Singing Saw. Um, the album overall is quite expansive. It's a bit of a departure in that he he tends to kind of pick a style and stick to it when it when it comes to an album but here he picked um he picked a place he picked uh tennessee really 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 memphis as a kind of a as a focal point for him um also a very crucial focal point for american popular music and the nexus of many artists who have come to define define the sound of of um america in, in the 20th century elvis presley johnny cash robert johnson among them um 
the album was written in the historic uh, Memphis Peabody Hotel where he holed up in order to mine inspiration from um, from the city. Um, and every song on the album, I believe, mentions Memphis or Tennessee in some way, shape or form. Um, there's a song called Bittersweet Tennessee, which features a really beautiful vocal turn from an artist called Aaron Ray, uh, whose album Kevin Morby appeared on previously that's a really wonderful bluegrass tune that I recommend um, checking out and another highlight is a song called uh, A Coat of Butterflies Um, has a really great line uh, did you hear Buckley singing hallelujah he did what Leonard never could to it gave it wings and then away it was Um, and yeah, it's it's quite uh, it's quite an earnest album. I mean, th- this is a photograph was was written after his father had had a heart had a heart attack. Um, thankfully, he was okay. But in the in the interim period, while his father was in hospital, um, Kevin Morby was looking through family photographs and came across one of his dad when he was young, and just you, you know that weird feeling when you see photographs of your parents um, when they're young, and you sort of realize that they had a whole life (laughs) before you um and I think he captures that idea really really wonderfully on that song and and throughout the album more generally it's this is a really good album and like I think it was buried a bit like there there were were big albums this month as we said there was Kendrick Lamar there was Florence the Machine there was Harry Styles so there was there was big albums but if you haven't gotten around to this yet I would really really recommend um sticking it on um, if you tried out Sundowner and didn't like it, this is a different vibe. It's much more um, kind of soaked in American 20th century popular music, um, country music, bluegrass, um, and then just kind of rock as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great album. Yeah, I've had a good, I have one good listen to it so far, but I haven't had a chance to go back. But a nice reminder. Thank you very much. Um, I know that song Carl was on your best of well, the month. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah, this is the song that stood out for me. All right. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's great. Lovely, lovely. Um, oh, what you got? What have I got for you? Well, I have an Irish album for you, actually, and I don't I haven't seen much about this, so I thought it was a good one to include because um, it's from a producer called Olivy Olive. Um, an Irish guy called Olive on the Beat was what he was formerly known as. Uh, released an album uh, this month or in May, and uh, I saw there were. I mean, I said the album, and I was interested. I was like, "This is interesting. I like what's going on here." Uh, I think it may be the reason that maybe people haven't heard it yet is because it's kind of fallen between a lot of different genres. Um, but I did see mm-hmm. that Olive Olive, the album's called Life in Co- Life of Color, did a um, exhibition and uh, kind of a-, a launch with some artwork. And some he got artists in to do some stuff based on the album as well in Block T uh, a few weeks ago. So nice to see uh, that venue uh, now being used again as as something um, for like an album launch. It was nice. So um, so I'm going to play a track from you for you called Euphoria, which kind of gives you an idea. The, the title is a bit of a clue. It's electronic. It's a bit housey. It's a bit piano. We'll see. We'll see what you think. Have a look. This is uh, have a listen. This is Euphoria.
So that's Olive the Olive. The album's called Life of Color. That is one track from it. There's a lot of different styles here. It features, you know, it has some guests actually, courtesy Daryl Bengo, Tony Tony of Hair Squad as well, Daryl Patel, Jamie Freed. Um, it's kind of a, a bit of everything. Like I can hear some Diana Jack Screen style electronic music, some kind of soulful R and B kind of stuff in there. So, uh, uh, definitely, there's some kind of uh, burial style use of vocals as well, and the way this kind of disembodied kind of soulful voice. There's a bit of garage and synthy electronic in there. There's South African house and I'm a piano as well. Um, really interesting. Certainly, uh, also uh, worth noting. Olive Olive uh, previously scored. Uh, the Apollo Project, which is an exhibition created by young people in the National Gallery of Ireland. Um, so Olivier says the album takes you through an introspective view of his personal development growth throughout the last year, calculating uh, cataloging the downfalls of being of being an up and coming artist along with the joy of being free to create art. A therapeutic a therapeutic sonic journey of Olive's epiphany epiphany and finally been able to accept the lessons life teaches us where we get to the concept of colour. So it talks a lot about colour here as well and the uh, seeing the beauty in everyday life like the Japanese philosophy Wabi Sabi. So he describes the album as uh, euphoric therapy. So uh, I think that's where the exhibition comes from then. There's a lot about colour and stuff like that. So yeah, really interesting and uh, uh, I think this has been underappreciated and because uh, it's kind of just being released uh, quietly under the radar. So one to check out. Olive Olive album is called Life of Colour. Lovely stuff. Fabulous. Um, okay, my next choice is a song. Um, the album is out, but I, I'm just going to talk about the song because I like the song. Uh, it's by Mallrat, uh, who you said played here last night. Yeah, I was supported um, Conan Gray, like one of those big pop artists. There you I think. go. So yeah, and Elena there you Pace, go. So. Uh, the song is called Heart Guitar. I really like it. it sounds like this. Mallrat um, with Heart Guitar, um, a song from the new album Butterfly Blue that I really, really like. Um, started off as kind of a bedroom pop artist. Um, this album is definitely, um, well, you know, some of it, most of it um, 
kind of sticks to that roots. There is an Azealia Banks uh, moment on it um, that I found to be a bit jarring. Um, but the the songs on it that are that definitely stick to the kind of bedroom rock sound uh, and ethos, I think, work best. Uh, I reviewed the full album for the Irish Times. You can go and have a look at it if anyone wants to. But I really like this song. It's a really... It's just really sweet and I don't know, it's it's it it does retain that kind of graininess with it has like a hint of studio gleam about it. Um and it's a it's a pretty song about teenage love and heartache, which is I think my favorite genre at the moment. I'm just really loving kind of like young women singing about like teen issues with guitars I'm just I'm really into that right now and there's there's great stuff uh happening in that uh in that kind of genre at the moment so yeah I really like this song um the album is worth a look um there's definitely five or six very good songs in it but it it wouldn't be the most cohesive but it's it's a debut um so it's largely fine um yeah I'd recommend giving it a go but definitely this song this song is really lovely it's really sweet that's Mallrat with Heart Guitar. Okay, I'm going to pick you something different now. This is um, actually an old, old, old song from Beverly Lynn Copeland, and the song is called Ever New. Are you familiar with the story of Beverly Lynn or Beverly Glenn Copeland, Andrea? I'm not. Uh, well, the story is uh, Beverly Glenn Copeland um, is a 
black trans electronic artist and uh, originally released this album in 1986. This is uh, Beverly Glenn's third album. It was called Keyboard Fantasies and pressed up 500 copies at the time um, and really got nowhere with it um, and proceeded to continue to make music very quietly to to no one's real uh, interest. and then got contacted in 2016 or 17 by a Japanese record collector who had heard this somehow and uh, got asked uh, if they could send them copies of the record, which they duly sold. And then it was like asked for some more. And then it turns out that the album like started to gain traction. One of those like crate digging albums that no one had heard before that uh, finally received mm. its claim. Uh, it, it was re-released in 2017. and. Uh, it's now like considered one of those albums that was kind of lost and uh and rediscovered and has a lot of plaudits a lot of people who are championing it uh there was an album um very recently uh called uh Fan- keyboard fantasy reimagined which had versions of the album yeah. tracks from uh julia holter and arca kelsey lou blood orange people like that so um certainly a nice renaissance was originally supposed to be playing uh, festivals, uh, including all together now this summer, uh, now not touring in Europe, and I think that reason for that is because a lot of American acts still are finding it hard to navigate. American acts, especially, find it hard to navigate COVID and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's been a lot of cancellations. I don't know if you noticed, but certainly with coming up to Primavera in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of people cancelling, from especially the Americans. Yes, and uh, whether it's yeah. Visa or other reasons. I saw Bikini as well. Kill aren't going to be playing that. Yeah, uh, there's a, been a good few of those now uh, recently, and I think a I lot would of be it. Upset by that. Do you know? I think this is also the impact of Brexit as well, having a uh, an impact on uh, touring international artists. Bottom lines, because if you can't go there or you have to get your visa there, I think you're going to get to see a lot more cancellations this summer from this kind of thing, where just the complications get too difficult, where there's delays. I mean passport delays like we talk about the passport express thing that happened here you know like that's happening everywhere it seems so um and then getting mm. visas for especially a british um tour a uk tour is going to be much more difficult so I, and i think there's a lot of those kind of cancellations are happening last minute because of that so that is very difficult so beverly glenn copeland was one which you know i was really looking forward to seeing it all together now i thought this would be like fairly a rapturous kind of affair in terms of if, depending yeah. on where Glenn, Beverly Glen Clubman was put on I could see this on a Sunday morning and everyone just bawling crying because it's so beautiful <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. it is that kind of music or, or like a, one of those kind of like sound experiences like this yeah. John Hopkins thing that's going to be at Body and Soul um, yeah, well, I really is... like the sound of this. I'm going to check out this album. Oh, it's so nice. Do you know what? It was one of those, like, it's one of those really lovely calming releases. Mm. And, you know, for, I put it on a lot in the house lately, just having it on. It's so nice. It just makes you feel, makes you feel warm and fuzzy. There's a, a keyboard, there's there's a documentary actually called Keyboard Fantasies as well, uh, which follows his last tour with his young band in, uh, in the UK mostly. Um, so it's just an hour long. You can watch that. Um, uh, I think it was, I got a Google, Google Music and Movies or whatever it is. It's whatever it's called, a Google Play Store, whatever it is. Uh, watched that there recently. So I was all looking forward to seeing this. And then I found out that uh, he's no longer touring. So um, ah. that's unfortunate. But look, th- these things happen. But I still, it's nice to 
finally i'd heard this name a few times over the years but uh especially recently but i'd never got around to listen to it so six tracks on this album uh that's the opening track very beautiful very very beautiful so over to you for your next choice sorry i just saw breaking news that my uh my gay pirate show has been renewed for season two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh my God. You've no idea. <laughs> There's been what can only be described as a campaign <laughs> online about this. Oh, this is great. This is great news. Okay. Sorry. Back to music. <laughs> Del- delighted for gay, you. Did you see the other breaking later. news there? No. Nineteen seventy five are gonna have an album on July seventh, apparently. <gasps> Yes. Great. Dre season. Dre season's back, baby. Oh my God. Get ready for another two hour episode of me talking about how we need to protect Gen Z. Um, I'm into it. I'm excited. Do you know what it's called? Is it part of, is it? No, they just said. What what do you know? (laughs) uh, There's a press release with two new photos and then uh, it just says, uh, have marked July 7th as a significant day for the band in advance of their fifth studio album so it might be just a single in but uh, look more uh, of that <laughs> that's exciting that's exciting big month July with Stranger Things coming back as well talk more oh, about yeah. that later, later um later. Anyway, okay, my next is a, uh, my next choice is an album. Uh, it's by the band Parred Radio, who I've spoken about before on the podcast. This is a song called Back to the Radio, and it is just one of my favorite songs of the year. So that is song is the song we played in February, I believe. It's from so the album must be only out then. Yeah, the album I believe came out on Friday. Uh, it's called Water Slide Diving Board Ladder to the Sky, um, which is a really nice sentence to say out loud. Um, yeah, part of it. I played this song. Yeah, back in February was it? Um, I think so yeah, maybe March. They are a British indie rock band formed in Brighton in 2015, fronted by vocalist, songwriter, and lead guitarist uh, Dana Margolin, whose vocals you can hear there in that song. Um, it's definitely that sort of um, very emotional, almost tearful uh, vocal performance. Reminds me a bit of like Connor Oberst, Bright Eyes, or just that that kind of extremely forthcoming um warbly vocals um and the album was really good um i could imagine uh that the vocals might tire for some people um because they are so distinctive they didn't for me um i really there's a lovely use of uh kind of like organ electric organ uh that runs throughout the record as well um 
And I think it's it's quite an accomplished album. It's really forthright emotionally. Like it's it is that that kind of, you know, small situations, big stakes music. Um when it comes to like love and being a young person and mental health issues um that are all very much to the fore. Um I have another song here that I really like from it, um, which is called end of last year uh we can take a listen to that now Sorry, I missed what you said there because I forgot to turn the song off because I was lost in it. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a bit, bit, bit of a different vibe there as well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like there are there are differences through throughout the record. There are kind of rockier songs. There's an acoustic song towards the end. Um, it's very engaging. Um, for me, it's the vocals and the lyrics that really sell it. But I, I love, I'm a sucker for an organ. Like I really, really am, especially in like indie rock music. Um, so this, this has been right, right up my street, um, been listening to it over the past, uh, little while I've had it for a bit. Um, so I would highly recommend if, if you like the sound of those two songs, I would highly recommend, uh, checking it out. Good. Despite the terrible name, you can check that out. <laughs> it's a bad, bad name, band name rather, it but it's a very good album title. It so doesn't you, get any better. It it like, you know, it's not a bad name that gets any better. It's like, you still have to say the word mm. a lot. you're like, you know whatever porridge radio not, yeah it's not a good but like isn't part isn't porridge radio a term is it is that right i hope so hang on i'm gonna find out um do, you, do you find out the term um no maybe it's not Funny i can enough, only find information what about we were just talking about there we're seeing it here and for the uh Amer- or for the english accent I mean, four hours ago porridge radio tweeted anyone know how to get a, an emergency travel document out of the uk one of us has a passport stuck in transit from the US Embassy and everything is close to Monday because he's Jubilee and we're flying to Barcelona on the Friday. Please help anyone. Oh Fuck my God. Sake. Another band is probably going to cancel. <laughs> if you can help out Porridge Radio, go. please do. There you go. Okay. All oh right. my God. Everything's a shit show. Everything was fine before COVID, like largely. Oh no, yeah. it's Brexit, isn't it as well? Yeah. Just Brexit, yeah. It was, I think, I think we're the first generation who were sort of allowed to say that things are better in the old days. Well, we have a legit reason for it now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We can say Things were better. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's your next choice, Niall? Well, my album, my second album uh, this month is from the Dundalk band Just Mustard and their album Mm. Heart Under, which came out last Friday. Let's hear a bit of a track called Seed.
So I picked Seed from the album because that is probably the one that has uh, the most uh, good example of uh, the difference now between Just Mustard's first album, Wednesday, and this one. Um, there's a lot more noisy industrial kind of vibe going on here. Uh, definitely, uh, it's a band hitting the red for dynamic effect a lot more. Um, it, first album was considered a lot more shoegazy. They self-released that themselves. This one was on Partisan Records. So another Irish artist um, on Partisan now, including the Fontaines and Murder Capital. And the next artist I would pick as well, we should talk about in a minute. Uh, so Seed is kind of a fine example of that kind of the atmospheric metallic music that they're making now these days. It feels a bit more pointed and sharper than ever before. Uh, it's honed and refined in a way that feels natural and uh, and also more powerful. It's a tougher version of what the band were before some of this album heart under sounds a bit more like Gilliband, but not in the way that they're trying to ape them as in they mm. are like on the same platform as them doing similar things but not like doing the exact same thing as Gilliband in terms of like kind of those scraping um metallic noises as well definitely a lot more of that and katie ball's vocals here have that kind of anchoring presence that certainly in seed that song kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh you know the uh I don't know, something, it's very horror-driven almost, that one. It's swampier and murkier. It's not exactly a summer album. That's why I struggled with listening to this <laughs> last Friday. I didn't actually listen to this last Friday. I don't heard, I'd heard some of it before, but I couldn't, I just wasn't in the mood for listening to it. And then I ended up, like, later in the week, uh, listening to it, and then I've listened to it a lot since. So uh, so now it's a testament to it. Uh, it's They're not exactly a summer band. <laughs> they're not exactly, I mean, they would be late at night, but not in the daytime. I'd be listening to all the music in the daytime at the moment, and... Uh, uh, yeah, but it, it is a great album. Just mustered, heart under. It's been getting great, great reviews as well. So delight to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice to see a band, especially a band from Dundalk, do really well. Not a dumb band. Somebody else just you oh, know up the town really um, representing. It's so been, it's great. It's been getting a lot of love in the discord. In, in the discord, I haven't um, I haven't gone around to it yet. Uh, the album it's it's on my little list of along with Sharon Van Etten and who else. Maybe that's it. Um, oh, the smile properly um, of albums that are just on my kind of long list for May that I just sure. sort of missed out on. Um, but by the sounds of that, I think I'll like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mm. it's got a lot to recommend to it. I think, and I think it's a it's it's more playable. As someone in the Discord said, apologies, I can't remember who said, but it's kind of the, uh, an album you can immediately put on repeat because it just sets the mood and it keeps it there. But it, there's enough variation in it, I think, as well. To um, yeah want you to come back to it and i think that's a testament to just most of the band cool um i am going to cheat for my next one my next uh choice came out in april i'm sorry guys i know i picked a song from 1986 (laughs) yeah i feel like in many ways that's more permissible but this is just a, I just didn't talk about this last month. Um, but anyway, it is from um, Wet Legs, wonderful um, uh, album, which is also titled uh, Wet Leg. It's not one of the the uh, singles. It's a song called Loving You. And it was the song that when I was listening to the album, just like really, really hit me. Um, and I've been like high key obsessed with it. Um all month so let's take a listen this is loving you by wet leg from wet leg
So let's talk about Wet Leg. I'm interested in talking about this album a little bit because I think I, you know, I mean, not that it's like, I don't mind the hype song Jay's Long at all. I like Wet Wet Dream as well. And, but I, I, when it first came out, I was a bit like, oh God, this feels like the hype album. And I was like a bit kind of gone, oh, I don't really want to listen to this. But I had a lovely day about, it was about a month ago now. And I was like, I want something boppy to put on. And again, it was like in the sunshine and something that was nice. And I settled on this and I was like, yeah, this is something that I, that, that I needed that, you know, this year needed a nice, breezy, cool, fun, like indie album. And I hadn't heard that for a while, I think. So that's my yeah, perspective. I think, uh, I think when, when Shay's Long and Wet Dream came out, it, it had the, the same kind of feeling as when, um, Scratch Guard Lanyard came out. It was just like, ooh, here's a little injection of something cool and different and a bit spiky in kind of um, indie rock. Um, and that was all well and good. And and they are great songs. But to me, I think this song, um, I don't know, there's just something about how, because we know what they can do with their kind of really spiky and funny lyrics. Um, and we know that they're good musicians. And just here, I don't know, it's like the 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 mixture of those things along with the vulnerability of it like the the lyrics in this are so funny but they're really vulnerable as well like the i hope you choke on your girlfriend and the uh the line about like um sorry if i seemed a little bit upset when you said she looks just like me when we first met i'm like yeah that's like that's really good songwriting and like the the bass line is great it's a proper pop song like it, it all everything fits in together it's great length um it's got a great melody in the in the verses as well as the chorus it's and it's very very them like it, it, to me it sounds quite original um i love her vocal tone on this i just think it's a great song um when i was when i first listened through the album i got to the end of this song and i didn't make it very far through the rest of the album for a while because I just kept going back and putting this on. Um, I think it's a wonderful song. I think it's really, really sweet, but still retains that kind of that bite that um that this band have or this duo have. Um, I'm going to yeah. see them in uh, the Academy on the 28th of November, uh, which I'm very very excited about. Me and a few pals are going to go to that. Um, and I think it'll be good. I've watched a couple of videos of them like live videos of them online and they seem like they're really good live as well so yeah, yeah they're a bit really, of fun really i think them. you're right this is a good example of the you know this why makes me think that this band are gonna be around a lot longer than say another act like yard act like yeah. they can write actual songs that aren't just you know they can write the the funny tunes but they have those kind of uh those deep headphone listens as well that are just yeah like, these are for great sure. songs yeah so yeah they're, now, the they're, last song they're the proper songwriters like they're they're not just like viral hit makers industry you know, plants like <laughs> or like whatever the kind of indie rock equivalent of a viral hit maker is but like yeah you could definitely look at a song like like wet dream or 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 maybe not wet dream as much as shay's long but um and, and think that yeah this is you know this is a hit and it might be a one hit wonder or whatever but I don't think so at all. I think this album is really, really good. And this song in particular just, oh, just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's just lovely, really nice. And again, you know, young women singing about their feelings while being spiky and biting and really funny about it. I'm just, 
that's that's my whole jam at the minute. So if anyone has any other recommendations along these lines, uh, please do get in touch. Podcastinirelandnow.com. That is it. Podcastinirelandnow.com. Yeah. I'm getting it. I'm, I, I've, it, I've learned. I've it. learned the email address, and I'm absolutely nailing it. If <laughs> I do say so myself. <laughs> okay. Well, we're staying with Irish artists for me, and we're staying with Partisan Records because this is a new track from Aoife Nessus Francis who's just been announced to release her next album on that label. This is called Emptiness Follows. The state of our city Yeah, that is Evanessa Francis. The song is called uh, Emptiness Follows. Uh, another artist after Fontaine's just mustered um, and the murder capital uh, designed to Partizan recently, um, the US label Partizan from Ireland. Uh, her 2020 album Land of No Junction was was a beautiful debut record, really nice. And I really liked what we're hearing here in terms of the difference between that and, and now it's it, you know, echoing a lot of the stuff that I've been enjoying this this year, like Cat Laban, that kind of psych folky kind of music. It reminds me a little bit like that. Right. Except Al- was, Aldous Harding. Aldous Harding, yeah. I always put those two together. Yeah. Um, but there's the harp, the synth, the brass, the warm instrumentation throughout this to really make this sing for me. And I really, really love this song a lot. Um, I think it's, uh, it's really exciting because it just means that we're getting something quite different, I guess. You know, she nailed the mood on the first album. It worked really well. And this is something else as well. So, um, yeah, I really like it. Uh, Aoife says, Emptiness follows about the intimacy and deep connect, deep emotional connection of friendship. Song captures these moments. The water is the weight of the emotional connection we share. The small details we remember. The shape sits beneath your earlobe. The movement of color of the music, the harp constantly flowing throughout, are emphasizing a profound importance and acknowledging an internal kind of love. I wanted my voice to be cl- up close and possible and vulnerable, like Serge Gainsbourg's Histoire de Melody Nelson. So that's the reference for that as well. But I, I love this song. I'm sure you've heard this as well. Yeah. yeah, it was on my list. And then you sent me your list first. So um, <laughs> I had to take it off mine. But um, yeah, this is absolutely one of my recommends from uh, from this month. I, re- I, I just really feel like you can hear such growth. Um, yeah. 
yeah. when you get an artist it's, who had a so like when, when you get an artist who, who had a, a debut um like hers which already felt so accomplished and so um self-assured to hear her grow and really you know stretch her muscles in this way and experiment and for it to pay off is really really exciting um and she does seem to be getting a lot of press outside of ireland which is fantastic which she did on the first record as well actually but um yeah it's fantastic i really see her going going all the way um i'm so excited for this for this next next record because she's she's like a slightly elusive in ireland you know like she you don't kind of you don't see her about as much as you'd see other artists. So she does have this kind of like mystery about her or something. No, like she's not kind of appearing on podcasts every week and, you know, yeah. constantly she doing interviews thing, and, and stuff. That's, that's fine. She does her own thing. And um, it kind of adds to that uh, sense of mystery about her. And I do, I do, I, I, I like that about her as well. Um, and yeah, I just think she's great. So great. love, love yeah. this song. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's brill. It's brill. I think it's, yeah. A, it's uh, it's one of those ones that just gonna just keeps on giving and giving and giving. It does. Right, we are down to our two last choices for this month. Yes, um, and uh, I'm gonna let you go first because uh, it's it's also teasing an album, Pratt. Yes, I've heard this album and it's a good album. It's out tomorrow. Is it um, tomorrow? Shit. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, as as our listeners listen, um, oh, in I two days' time for us. I thought us. it was like um, June. Right? It's on Friday basically um it's by angel olsen uh one of our favorite artists friend of the podcast absolutely hit us up angel if you want to be on um this is again i played this song before but i it's it's so beautiful um but we'll play we'll play two from it Uh, the first one here is um uh which one is it all the good times or big time the one we played before, I think. I don't know. Let's just play yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. I'll play them both, oh, yeah. play them all... both together and then we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. This is All the Good Times followed by Big Time, which is the name of the album. To bring us together again I can't say that I'm sorry When I don't feel so
Okay, that is all the good times and big time. Um, so tell yeah. us a bit more about two, two of well. three songs uh, that she's already released from the album. The other is called Through the Fires, uh, which is also really great. I'm so excited for this album to come out. I think people are going to like it. I think fans of Angels are going to like it. I'm not going to talk too much about the album because I'll probably talk about it in the uh, end of month for June. But it's just it's great to hear her back. Um, it's great to hear her. I think I think we talked about it the last time when we had all the good times. Um, as one of my choices, it's great to hear that she's still embracing a big sound, but not kind of crossing over into that all mirrors thing that didn't quite work as well for us. Um, I think mm. you know have have having the band there always works really well with with Angel Olsen. Um, but big time for me um was like a really nice surprise because I I love the tone of her voice when she sings kind of country songs and that's that's like you know straight up country song it's like a John Prine kind of song um and I think she sounds wonderful on it she's got such a dynamic voice like it is so dynamic like for for a voice that's so you know singular and like you could pick it out immediately it is mm. so dynamic and she can sing so many different kinds of songs um and her voice just seems to be getting better and stronger this really beautiful moment on on, on the album kind of vocally but um yeah, it's it, it it's really good. There's like there's strings and there's there there is big stuff, but she she's not lost in it. I think she's she's really honed it and she's she's dialed it to like a perfect, um, a perfect amount on this record. So, yeah, she's just oh, I love her so much. I'm giddy. Nice. <laughs> I'm grinning. <laughs> Angel, nice. look forward to hearing this now. Good. Yeah, it is it is great. It should be in your emails. Oh, it is. If I it's in my emails, it's in your emails. I'm getting to, I'm certainly getting to the point where it's hard to listen to an album pre-release now at this point, just because of so much uh, coming out. Yeah, now. that's and, true. You know, your weeks are full of the music that actually is out, uh, as opposed to the music mm. that isn't out. For me, anyways, because I'm not often writing reviews in advance uh, or writing reviews yeah. much at all these days. But um, Oh, yeah. Well, I've got George Ezra to keep me company this week. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. Mm. Say no more. <laughs> okay my last song is a toss-up between two artists and um, i included both of them in the best of the month uh which is on the site at the moment best songs of, of uh of may so you can have a look at both of them so i'm going to pick the one that i feel like is a bit more of the summery uh festival vibe because we're heading towards that season and um, so this is from kieran hebden aka fortet called looking at your pager Hey, 
So that is Kieran Hebden uh, Fortet, aka um, a, a song is called "Looking at Your Pager." It samples three LW song, uh, the R and B girl group songs, uh, "No More," "Baby I'ma Do Right." He played this recently at a uh, at a festival, actually, and a lot of uh, the tune was actually captured by fans and posted uh, and asked people were asking for a track ID. And only six weeks ago, he said uh, the sample has been cleared. It's now out, and I think it's, I don't really know what's going on here, but you know, like Fortet has been. Um, involved in that uh like kind of court case thing that uh you know with uh domino uh well this mm. is posted as kh so i wonder if if there's some like contractual issues that are stopping him from uh you know uh releasing music at, as forted i don't know if that's true or not um because mm. he did re-release a couple of tracks as forted uh from uh, his collaboration with burial this year so maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Anyway, hard to know what's going on in there exactly, but uh, it is on KH and I definitely know it's uh, tracks coming from a different source suddenly. Um, and that is interesting because it's like almost like somebody else's some other label has picked him up or given them distribution or something like that. So that was interesting because I think, yeah, maybe even one of the majors as well. So uh, that's unusual. Or maybe it's because it's the, the nature of that, um, that sample that it's, uh, that kind of mm. thing. So I don't know, because uh, it came from Sony Music Ireland here, which is just unusual. Um, uh, and mm. I, I, I forgot to follow up about that. Anyway, 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 this is just one of those tracks that was like, this gets you looking forward to the summer. I've been listening to, I found myself accidentally realizing uh, only last week that I've been listening to, <laughs> this is a this is a DJ thing, right? So uh, listen to tracks that are 160 BPM, which is a lot. Um, this that one is a lot. Two Shells, uh, uh, Two Shells uh, track, um, Home, and a few others. And just in the warm-up for, for Lumo last week, I was I was playing these. I never got Lumo's to Lumo's going to pivot to drum and bass soon. No, never would, but um, uh, <laughs> I don't think I would anyway. Certainly I wouldn't. I don't think any of those would. But uh, it's just nice to hear something really, like, a bit more frenetic than usual. And then maybe that's just me yeah. being accustomed to, like, 128 and 127 kind of BPMs all the time. You're just like, well, this is different. This is operating on a different uh, tempo and, and playing field. So that was interesting as well. So, But anyway, that's KH cool. looking at your page. The other track I was going to pick was from Clive from Accounts, which is a great name, and the track is called Pearls. You can check that out as well. So, Andrea, before we kind of finish up this episode, should we check back in about Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? Have you gone back much at all? Yeah, I have gone back. Um, I've spent a bit more time with it. And I have to say it's only grown for me. Um, I still have tracks that I, I have that one track that I skip. Um, let me remind myself of the name a bit. Um, the poppy one. Yeah, um, do, do, do. it's called Die Hard. I still yeah. skip that, but I mean, I've re- I've been rinsing Father Time, um, and um, Auntie Diaries and Mother I Sober, and you know, even even the opener United in Grief. I've been listening a lot to those to those tracks in particular, um. And to me, they've just kind of, they've opened and grown for me uh, the more time I've spent with them. So, yeah. How Lovely. about you? Um, I've I've only got back to it in bits and pieces, I think, so far, really. Mm. I haven't listened to the whole thing again, but I have, I put it on, I put on some of the second tracks. I just haven't gone uh, deep into it. So 
I think I need a bit more time um, after mm. giving it an intense listen. And where okay where do that. you think it's sitting in terms of his albums for you? Like, what's your what's your Kendrick album <sighs> ranking? Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's amongst his best um, overall. Mm. But I think it is. It feels like his most. I don't know. It just, it's it's one of his most singular in a way, but it's maybe not the best. Um, I still yeah. don't really know. Like it's not it's not not a patch on the last two really, but there are great moments on it, and I think the honesty and the the stories of it all is really interesting to follow. And like it it doesn't match good kid Mad City in any way, but um, yeah, I don't know, there's something very magnetizing about the whole thing all the same. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, if that's I think it feels. A bit I think I'm probably still like. I'm probably still engaging with it as a moment, you know, it's, it's still kind of hard to come at it um, without all of the cultural baggage that is attached yeah. and associated with it. For me at the moment, it's, it's a roundabout dam, which is an album I love, but has tracks that I skip. Um, whereas Good Kid Mad City and To Pimp a Butterfly don't have those. Mm. Um, for me, I think those, those are two 10 out of 10s for me. So yeah, it's probably somewhere around Dam. Um, but you know, watch the space end of the year. We're going to be six months time. We're going to be. Um, yeah, I'd sure say. I mean, I'm going to keep going it. back to it. You know, so there's yeah. lots to. There's lots of. There's, as we said on the on the review last time out, there's so much there to delve into. How do you? No, you need time for that. So you do. So we be giving yeah. ourselves time. Okay. So, um, what else has been going on in your cultural quarter? this uh this month what's been happening oh, i like what that you... cultural quarter yes um some films some books some tv um so we're gonna start with films have you have you seen any films i've seen a few yeah yeah absolutely uh, have you seen on colin kuhn no not yet that's the next Me neither. one see. okay yeah. good okay i don't feel bad now um <laughs> i just haven't been i really wanted to get out and like support it on the opening weekend and stuff and then i just so didn't and, but i just am not yeah. going on uh, yeah. I can support Irish um, uh, film in another way uh, through an Irish music video director's uh, debut film, which is on Netflix. I didn't saw. So I guess did I really support? It? I just watched it, so I'm just a number. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Kate Dolan's um, debut fe- feature, direct, written and directed by uh, Kate Dolan. Uh, you are not my mother, which is a, an Irish spooker uh, set around Halloween and uh, about cool. family and. Uh, I won't spoil it too much more, but it is on Netflix and it's easy to watch, so you should watch it. And it's pretty scary, actually. Uh, I found mm. it pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Spooky I would, I stuff. Rec- always looking for good spookers to recommend. Spooky so. girl summer. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's happening. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that um, that men with um, what's her name, uh, the Irish actress who's everywhere because she's so bloody. Goddamn talented, Jesse Buckley. Um, it's just a film about like how men are awful, um, but it's a spooky um, kind of thing. And <laughs> okay, yeah, good. it's just like I think it's from my vague recollection of a um, of the trailer. Um, a woman goes to stay in a house or a, a village or something and something happens to her but nobody I think she's the only woman there and none of the men believe her and they all like talk down to her and infantilize her but it's like 
in a horror kind of way. Um, that might be completely wrong, but that's vaguely what I remember from the trailer. Um, I'd recommend well, checking welcome, out the trailer. Welcome back good. to uh, Dre makes up uh, possible films that exist. <laughs> I mean, I, I should be a screenwriter. Um, that's all I'm saying. Uh, the only film I remember watching in the past month, I'm sure I've watched films, um, but I can't actually remember watching any. Um, the other day, uh, myself and himself watched that new, the new installment of the um the story of film the you know the mark cousins thing oh, right, um sure. uh it's the story of film a new generation so it's um i don't i think maybe since the since the 2010s or something um or maybe since no it wouldn't be since 2020 so in, in the past decade or something kind of film in the past decade um it's long enough i think it's about two hours or something but it's very good um yeah do you learn very you know relaxing much? calming um overdubbed you know voice or whatever um clips from films great loads of great recommendations because of course whenever you watch any any of that kind of stuff um it's just like stuff you'll have never heard like some some uh uh like indie film from like singapore or something that you'll have never heard of but he's like and this is the best action film that was made in the 21st century or whatever so um it's a, it's yes. good to have a little pen and paper beside you to to mark down uh, little bits that you that you can watch but I think that's the only film I watched I've, I've been doing a lot more tv um I, ca- I couldn't remember so I, w- I went to finally sit down and watch Better Call Saul okay, and I couldn't remember yeah. a single thing that happened in the last <laughs> series in series five so I I'm now watching series five of Better Call Saul um and I it's, it's like I'm watching the episodes and I'm like I know I've seen this but if you ask me anything that happened um i wouldn't be able to tell you i've forgotten all of the plot to do with um like the cartel and right um, yeah it's easily easily forgot i just had to go yeah uh, i did the recap and yeah there's still things i don't remember you know because stuff has been going on for so long you're like yeah like i I, i'm glad i'm i'm watching this, this this series again um because I guess I'm in no rush. I mean, we're still waiting for the second, like so the latter half of this series. So, so I'm watching series. Um, what's the one that's out now? A series six, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, sorry, you're watching. Yeah, so I'm I'm watching okay. series five. Okay. Getcha. Um. Getcha. So Jimmy has just uh, become like officially changed his name to Saul Goodman, and uh, yes, Hank yeah, is back, yeah. and cartel stuff is moving. Um. They're they're still building the big thing underground. Yeah, because okay. there's certainly so, I, all that's I, there was on. enough of a gap between the two shows because of COVID, probably, which has happened to a lot of shows. Was I, I find with Stranger Things as well? I was like, I don't really remember which one was the last one, and then I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. memory gets jogged, and you're like, okay, no, I remember where I'm at now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really enjoying rewatching it. Um, uh, God, it's just. Isn't it just such a smart show? Like the the dialogue in it, like J- Jimmy McGill is so funny, man. He is just, and he's so lovable. Anyway, yeah, we'll 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 chat more about it when once it's all finished. Anyway, but um, great show. Um, and the other thing I watched was uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger so Things I started 4. watching 4. this 1. properly yesterday. So I'm on I'm on three three episodes into it. Episode They're long, three. aren't they? Okay, they are Jesus. long. Jesus. The last yeah. episode is an hour forty. Oh wow! Okay. Um, it and the and there's two more episodes to come in July. Um, both of which are feature length, I think. And then oh, that's it. Okay. Then it's over. Um, right. 
And I. Well, that's cool. Oh, so it's going to be like an event thing, is it? Like kind of I like. I think so. Everything. So you've caught up and then everyone catches up for the last one if you're paying attention. I think, this. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm not going to give you any spoilers at all, but um, I really, really, really loved this, this season of it. Now I, I love Stranger Things. I think it's one of the best television shows of the past, you know, decade, whatever, two decades. Um, I think it's excellent, but I think this is maybe the best season since season one. I think it's, really really good because as as you'll have seen in the first three episodes like everyone's so spread out so there's all these different storylines happening kind of concurrently and that's really nice it's it, it it gives a lot of the characters a chance to shine it gives a lot of them like their own kind of arc and journey um and I like the kind of high schooly stuff. It is weird because they're all two years older than they should be due to COVID, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I like the new guy, Billy. Or, Billy? No. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Eddie. Yeah, uh, I like him. Yeah, I just I I I really thought this the this season was great. Um, and yeah, the finale is really good and. The other, I'm sure you've seen people talking about the like the big Kate Bush moment in it. Um, it's just, yeah, that happens, you know, I mean, that beautiful. happens very quickly in, in the show. Like, uh, so oh, have you seen that already? I thought that was episode four. Oh, is there another? Is, is it run up the hill we're talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna say no more though. Um, okay. but yeah, it's great. Uh, it's very, very good. So, Stranger Things, and I've started Severance. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah. On your recommendation. Um, So I am. Weird vibes. So weird vibes. I've watched the first three episodes twice because I I watched them and then Harry was like, I want to watch Severance. So I watched them again with him and we just started episode four last night. Um, I really like it. It's a. uh, Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I remember you saying to me that like you weren't sure if it was like a comedy or not. Um, or if you're supposed to be laughing at some bits or not. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's really good. I'm definitely engaged with it. I'm, I'm definitely like curious to know what's going down, what the numbers mean. Yeah, and I think are, that, are they that, deleting swear words from movies? Are they cleaning eels out of the ocean so that we can all go yeah. and live in the ocean? Um, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm in. It keeps it holds that attention. I think the whole yeah. time as well, which is really nice. Yeah, I think so, Adam Scott's great in the lead. Patricia Arquette is great, and, he, and he's just like a um, little bit weird as well. It's like every, everything's yeah. a bit off as well. And I think I think, I, th- cool. I think they've done something strange with him. I think like they I, have. I, do you know what I mean? I feel like it's they've made his aging, eyes bigger right? I was or something. Like, it's not just aging, is it? No, it's something. Something odd. And it's cool. Like, I like it. I love the the theme music is excellent. Um, and the opening credit sequence um, really makes me unsettled and strange, especially the bit where all the people pour out of the cup. Um, I really don't like looking at that. I actually look away at that bit. I, I don't like how that makes me feel in my body. Um, but yeah, really enjoying Severance. Uh, and the last thing I watched, which I forgot about until now, was the Bo Burnham Inside Outtakes, which is an hour long. And it's just like stuff from inside that didn't make it into it. So there's like songs that he didn't include in it, but also just like outtakes from songs or stuff that went wrong or kind of just a bit of a behind the scenes. It's very, very good. It's worth watching because it's like a, 
it's a piece in and of itself it and it sort of satirizes um the idea of you know additional content and like always churn out more content and capitalize on the success of inside and blah, blah, blah. And it does kind of riff on that a bit um there's a moment in it with a spider that is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life um yeah it's well worth watching if you watched inside and you loved inside it's worth watching don't watch it unless you've watched inside because it will not make sense um cool. but yeah that that came out on youtube yesterday because it was a year since he released uh since he released inside yesterday which is mad to think about Very um good. and then uh, sorry I've, I've i've one book um which i started and i'm trying to kind of savor um which is um to do my, uh, my, my brilliant friend by elena ferrante the oh, first great. book yeah, in yeah. the neapolitan uh quartet um it took about 50 or 60 pages for me to get into it because it's a lot of characters very like just like and this is so-and-so's uncle and so-and-so's uncle used to be married to such and such and it's all it's a big info dump right at the beginning but once you kind of get past that and like realize that you don't need to memorize who everybody is for each other or to each other because you will be reminded as it goes along then it's a much easier read and now I'm I'd say about 150 pages of something into it. Um, and it's just, oh, it's just wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And, and it's really exciting, actually. It's been a really long time since I've been on the first book of a series. Um, I just haven't been reading series um, very much uh, over the past few years. So, yeah, it's really nice to know that I've got three more books ahead of me uh, in this. But, yeah, that's it. That's all my other business, I think. Have you anything else? Um, yeah, um, I, yeah, I think just on Stranger Things, I guess the, what I noticed is that just, I don't know if this is any spoilers at all. They shouldn't be uh, too much. There's a lot more body horror in it. Um, this yeah, around. for sure. Um, and other than that, movie wise, kind of haunted house horror as well. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the first time they've kind of explored the really kind of spooky haunted house stuff. And I think they do it well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's a great show. It's fun bit of fun That's you know great. um uh, i movie wise uh other than you are not my mother i watched the northman which i was just i enjoyed the visual feast of um especially in the cinema screen um it mm. was great uh everything everywhere all at once have you seen that That's no it's um it's uh, it's um i think i'm going next week to the cinema to see it yeah it's it's really interesting <laughs> it's a bit of it's manic energy it's got mm. uh it's i feel like everything a lot of t- of modern media now is about uh, trauma, and this uh, addresses that really interesting way about generational yeah. trauma. Um, so that's really interesting. And then uh, the last jewel I finally got around to watching, which is uh, is okay. It's kind of like a Me Too uh, set in medieval times um, kind of thing, or it's actually about believe her. Oh, uh, there was a lot of times, so. um, there was a lot of discourse around that film at the time, which made me kind of avoid it. Actually, yeah, maybe I see. I didn't see anything about it. I there just was a lot of, of it's good, it's bad, it's feminist, it's not feminist. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So anyway, stuff. I wasn't aware of any of that, so I ended up watching it because I just I like uh, the actress Jodie Comer. I think she's great. Yeah, she's um, great. And it, I think it was shot in Ireland mostly. So I kept mm. kept seeing Irish people that I like half recognise in it, like comedian kevin mcgahern's in it at one point at a dinner time. Oh, like, wow. oh look that's weird <laughs> i was like it must be something this must have been the film he was here was that the film he was here for uh himself uh what's his name um not ben 
Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Was that the film he was Oh yeah, for? when yeah, when he was here with his super value bag. Yeah. Down at so, the beach. Oh. I think it was this one. I think it was this one. So uh, It yeah. must have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although we're so getting a lot of films a, filmed in Ireland lately, which is really nice to see. Yeah, he's got a shocking um, mullet on as well. Hilarious. Oh lovely. Um, I do love a mullet. So, do you? Well, yeah, I think they're you may, funny. You may like them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, and TV shows, uh, Stranger Things obviously finished Atlanta. Uh, Better Call Saul were gripped by. Atlanta is great. You really have to watch that last season. I yes. think it's, uh, it's yeah. so, so bizarre. That's HBO, right? Or no, it's FX or. FX, yeah. And, FX, and yeah. I'm also really enjoying. Um, I really know how to. Uh, Describe. I mean, like, yeah, the Atlantic is just mad. But uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, the Star Wars thing, I'm currently watching that, so that's on uh, episode two. So, look, I I don't have any great opinions about that one yet, but interesting mm. that it exists with you and McGregor back in the Star Wars universe. I think that's for for Star Wars fans. That's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's that interesting. I think I have too watch. much fatigue, but I probably will watch it at some stage. Fair enough. Um, I have too that much. I understand magic people fatigue and force <laughs> fatigue. Um, fair. Yeah. Fair. Is I that all our it. business? Yeah, um, okay. I, you know, there's a TV show uh, with um, uh, my brilliant friend. I wonder what it's like. I haven't heard any about. Yes, um, I'm not going to watch it until I finish the book. Um, but I've heard people say great things about it. Um, I didn't know it was a TV show when I bought the book, and then. Whenever no, I, I just thought of I just saw it randomly. I was like, oh look, yeah. it's actually a thing. So yeah. Um, um that. Hmm. So what's our schedule, Niall? Will we be back the week after next? For uh, let's have a look at the L schedule. Uh so we're both away next week, so nothing mm-hmm. nothing from us next week. We're nothing from us next week. An actual holiday. Uh I'm back on the Tuesday, so it just really depends in terms of uh time and um what we're supposed to be doing uh allowance wise. So we'll we'll Hopefully there'll be one in two we'll, weeks. Is we'll keep you up to date. Follow Niall on at Niler9 on all platforms. Um, join the Discord, um, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Niler9. We'll, we'll probably let the Discord know what the deal is with the schedule of the next bit. But um, yeah, do bear with us because we do we have, have a bit of... You know, we do have loads of ideas and that's the main thing. And If anything, we have too many ideas really and not uh, enough time to do them. Uh, never have too many ideas um if you have an idea big, get in touch let's <laughs> <laughs> go on a big long list and uh yeah eventually we'll get through all of them um we will and we're looking at doing a george michael special soon that's one of the things we're looking at so yeah so a few more deep dives and stuff like that coming up um and look we'll see you hopefully in in two weeks and in uh, two weeks time yeah and so if you're yeah. going to primavera find nile and say hi to him yeah. He will buy you a drink. If you use the offer code Nile and Nine Podcast, <laughs> Nile will buy you a pint. I pr- oh. that is my promise to you, my friends. Just run up Thanks and shout, shout that at him. <laughs> so there's actually two weeks we had planned two weeks off where we're actually not gonna be around okay. for two weeks. So Okay. We'll see. We'll see you back on the twenty second of June ish or so. Wow. So that's okay. a long time yeah. to be off. But look, it's summer. It's summer and I have a lot of it is to buy for people. So yeah, you, know, you enjoy you your primavera, uh, listeners. If you're going to primavera, enjoy you your enjoy jubilee. If, oh, thank you! <laughs> Very excited, getting the bunting out. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Yeah, lovely. Bye. Hurrah! Bye. Hurrah! <laughs> That's what they say, isn't it? Hurrah!
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.